This past week, athletic practices started for Cathedral High School. The volleyball and football teams started practices. And it got me thinking this week about um, looking forward to this fall, packing the stands and hearing the roar of the crowds. Finally, uh, uh, during a normal year, last year we weren't able to pack the stands at all because of COVID, of course. But this year, finally, it'll be a normal year, packing the stands and hearing the roar of the crowds at volleyball and football games. Something I'm looking forward to. And during this week, as uh, athletic practices started, I just uh, started thinking about uh, coaches, uh, famous coaches throughout sports history, uh, coaches who led championship caliber teams, coaches like Vince Lombardi, uh, Pat Summit, Coach K, Tony Dungy, or John Wooden. And as I was just thinking about all these famous coaches, I'm going to ask myself, what, what about these coaches, uh, um, what, are, what characteristics about these coaches made them so successful, made them so successful? And most often, I think a good coach is someone who pushes their players and challenges them, maybe pushes them outside of their comfort zones and motivates them. In today's gospel, Jesus takes on that person of a great coach. He challenges many of his followers. He motivates them and pushes them maybe a little bit in today's gospel beyond their comfort zone. And what was the result of that? His followers asked the question, this saying is hard, who can accept it? And as a result of this, many of his followers weren't up to the challenge. And so what happened? They returned to their former way of life. They, uh, they, uh, um, they went back. They, they didn't continue to follow Jesus. And Jesus asks them, does this shock you? Does this shock you? He, he knew from the beginning who would remain faithful to him, who would continue to follow him. But then he also knew that some were kind of faint of heart and they'd go back to their former way of life. Oftentimes in sports, a coach who challenges and motivates their players is one who's going to experience success. A coach who never imposes upon his players, never forces them to run in practice, a coach who never uh, um, requires their players to go to the weight room. Uh, many times this is a coach that's never going to experience success in the game. And uh, so this past summer, I went to the peripheries. This past summer, I uh, went to the weight room with the football team and worked out with uh, the men. And I kept saying uh, to the men that I uh, worked out with, football games are not won and lost on the field, but rather football games are won and lost in the weight room. When we watch a football game, we can tell what players have worked and been committed in the weight room and what players maybe have been slacking off. And the same is with our spiritual life. I think we can tell someone who's very uh, committed and faithful to a daily prayer life. And we can also tell someone who doesn't have a prayer life at all. Maybe they're slacking off in the spiritual life. If we wish to win the eternal reward of heaven and achieve sainthood, if we 
uh, desire to grow in this life of holiness, we got to put the time and the effort into a disciplined life of prayer every day. Going to Mass every Sunday is good, but it's not sufficient. We need to spend time every day in silence, in silence with our Lord, if we want to grow in the life of holiness. we got to make regular confession a part of our life, immersing ourselves in the Word of God every day, in reading the sacred scriptures. If we're going to uh, say that we're Catholic, we got to live our Catholicism. We got to practice what we believe. The world today is um, already full of mediocre, lukewarm Catholics, and we don't need any more lukewarm Catholics. If we're going to be Catholic, we got to own it. We got to own it. A baseball player who never enters a batting cage uh, can never hope to uh, be a good hitter in ball games. Or a cross-country runner who never runs outside of their meets can never hope to win a race. Or a golfer who only gets out golfing once a week and never visits a driving range can only hope to, meet, to be a mediocre golfer. He's never going to be a great golfer. And a Catholic who never enters a church besides Sunday can never hope to have a substantial prayer life can never hope to grow in a life of holiness. We need to uh, expose ourselves to the Eucharistic Lord in the church, in the, Euchar- in, the, in the adoration chapel. We need to open up the sacred scriptures every day and spend time immersing ourselves in the Word of God. And oftentimes today, a lot of people are afraid of offending people. But... We remember in today's gospel, Jesus just laid out the truth and he, he allowed some people to leave. He didn't apologize. He didn't go after them and say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. Can you please come back? Jesus laid out the truth and he recognized that everyone has free will. They have to choose. If they choose God, they follow God. And if they choose to return, return to their former way of life, then they return to their former way of life. But the Lord is asking us today to be witnesses to our Catholic faith and to be un- unapologetic about it, to, to have that courage to live out our faith in the world. Today at this Eucharistic feast, Jesus offers himself in the bread of life, in the Eucharist. And we're invited to make a choice today. And every morning we get out of bed, we're invited to make this choice. Is he your God or is something or someone else your God in your life? I might just repeat the words of Joshua from our first reading today. If it does not please you to serve the Lord, decide today whom you will serve. For myself, I will serve the Lord. Who will you serve today? And the grace I pray for, for each one of us today, is Simon Peter's words as we approach this Eucharistic altar. Lord, you have the words of eternal life. To who, to where else shall we go?